Hello, and welcome to the Profitable Practice Podcast with me, Andrea Maxim, naturopathic doctor turned healthpreneur. And every week, I'm bringing you no-nonsense, no-BS, actionable strategies to create a practice that is not only profitable, but fully sustainable by you. If you're an action taker like me and want to create a practice that is profitable, then you've come to the right place. Hello, everyone. It's Andrea Maxim with another great episode with the Profitable Practice. Profitable Practice Podcast. Oh my goodness, it's going to be one of those shows. Um, I had a wonderful email sent in by a relatively new ND grad. And so if you do have questions, I will absolutely answer those questions in detail on the podcast like I'm going to be doing today. And this awesome listener question that I received is something that I think a lot of us are feeling currently. We've all felt at some point in time in our business, and that is the idea of entrepreneurship guilt. Now, it honestly doesn't even matter where you are in your business. At some point in time, you're going to be feeling like you're not giving your best to your family, that you're not giving your best to your friends, that you're putting too much work into your business, that you should be making money doing something else instead of um, trying to make your practice work. I mean, these are all the common questions and concerns that I see a lot of entrepreneurs deal with, whether it's as a naturopath or otherwise. And I mean, there is a lot of great things about entrepreneurship and there's a lot of bad things about entrepreneurship entrepreneurship you know you always have to understand that your business is constantly evolving so there's no sort of you know as soon as I get to this point everything is done and I can just ride it out that's not how business works I mean you have to stay on the pulse of what people want how they are finding you and if they're not finding you what can you do to make them find you how you attract new patients how to keep your current patients interested um, and on top of mind, how to give your current patients the best care possible. So this is where doing continuing education comes into play or adding new therapy suites to your office comes into play. And then of course, how to re-engage inactive patients so that you're not spending so much time always looking for the new ones, but keeping the ones that have already walked through your door, those hot leads hot and burning and making them useful when it comes to that sort of long-term relationship you want to build with your patients. But at the same time, this can become, of course, very overwhelming. And as Ashley puts it, and Ashley is the person who proposed this question, it creates a feeling of being scattered and confused. And on this episode, I'm hoping to address the issue of entrepreneurship guilt and hopefully take away a bit of those internal pressures that you might be feeling excuse me as you work away at your business so in um, verbatim this is Ashley's question is entrepreneurship guilt common sometimes I know I put off or hold back on doing things that could grow my business out of guilt that Quote, I'm not getting paid for this. I should be making money instead of testing out these ideas. I should get a real job while this grows. There is no guarantee spending time on XYZ will bring anything, so am I wasting my time? This also leads into feeling scattered and confused 
about where time is best spent. Should I be relearning homeopathy since I don't use it a lot in practice? Should I be researching my area of focus and taking new courses? Should I be blogging and Facebooking? Should I be networking, marketing in my community, etc.? And after having a positive day listening to your podcast, I am feeling less of this. But I'm wondering if it's a common feeling and how people are overcoming that. So that is Ashley's question. So let me start with the very kind of overall topic of what her concerns are is what is entrepreneurship guilt? Well, I think that for some of you like Ashley, it's putting energy and resources into business instead of working for a quote unquote normal job with a steady paycheck. For some of you, this guilt may be choosing work over spending time with family. For some of you, it may be failure to follow healthy morals while running a business. So healthy eating, regular exercise, healthy sleep. Sleep tends to be the first thing that we always want to give up on. And this is all in order to make your dream practice a reality. But maybe you're feeling guilty that you're not working hard enough for your patients. You're not learning enough. You're not investing enough in conferences. You're not treating them fast enough and getting results fast enough. And whatever it is for you, it's that guilt feeling that's making you feel this way. And the mere idea of guilt means that you feel you should be making other choices or the choices that you are making are the wrong ones. So let's take a step back from the guilt and address that maybe your perception of entrepreneurship is what's bringing on these feelings. And more importantly, let's also address who is making you feel this way. Because if you are kind of going against the grain compared to everybody else in your friend circle, in your family circle, like I have, you know, you're going to get those questions and concerns and people are always going to challenge you, well, my business is just as good as yours and I still get the steady paycheck or, you know, it sounds like you're spending a lot more time doing this when you could be doing that. So you also have to address those people as well because sometimes the path you're going down is not something you feel guilty about but it's the external pressures in your circle that are starting to make you have these feelings of doubt and question whether you're going down the right path. And that's also something that needs to be addressed as we're talking about everything else today. So, you know, people with regular jobs will never, ever understand the demands of creating a new business from scratch. Yet, let's not forget that these people are the ones that are taking advantage of the hardworking people like us because we are creating their job security. So your receptionist didn't have that job without you creating your practice. I mean, people that work for big billion dollar companies, it all started typically with one person's idea idea and wanting to make that business work. So always keep that in mind too is that they don't realize how good they have it because they didn't have to work at it. They just got the job and they get the paycheck at the end. So it's thinking like this that actually makes me pretty furious when I hear about employees going on strike for instance or complaining that they're not making enough money at their job or their their job is too demanding and their the boss is asking too much of them. In my mind, 
they should be happy that they even have a job with a steady income. And if they don't like it, they can start their own business and really see the value of a dollar earned. Now, as a complete side note, my um, husband and my mother-in-law love to go to the casino and they'll drop, you know, a couple hundred dollars um, an afternoon when they go and they just play the slots. I have such a difficult time even giving up $20 to one of those machines as just something fun to do because I know how hard it took for me to earn that money. I can't gamble. I can't buy scratch tickets. I can't do anything like that because it just it's just so outside of my comfort zone knowing that every single dollar that I spent is money that I had to earn busting my ass with my you know blood sweat and tears and all of that and people that have regular jobs don't quite understand that and they never will until they are forced to or choose the option of entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship is not for everyone and we're going to be talking about that on the call today too so Um, Along those lines, though, there's a lot of people that think being an entrepreneur is like the dream scenario. And, you know, we get this idea that you work really hard in the beginning and you get the big houses and the dream vacations later on down the road. And that's not really going to be the reality for most of us, even in this profession. So for most of us, we hopefully will not have to work as many hours or as diligently as we once did once the practice is established. But make no mistake, you still have to continue to work hard at it. You have to adapt and you have to continue to learn and grow with your business. I will promise you now, though, that the harder you work at it today, without letting that guilt slow you down, the easier your life will be later on. Because let's face it, we all want our practice to pay the bills, but if you want it to do more than just pay the bills at the end of the month, you do have to earn it and you have to work a little bit hard with a little bit more hustle and a little bit more elbow grease. And that is the struggle with entrepreneurship. But that struggle should never leave you feeling guilty. And the second statement in Ashley's question is actually one of the most concerning for me. And that's the mindset that a lot of new grads have. Quote, should I be making money instead of testing out these ideas? I should get a real job while this grows, unquote. So have you ever watched Shark Tank or Dragon's Den? Have you seen the people that typically always get the deal and those people that don't ever get the deal? Well, the people that do are the ones that are all in. So they don't have a backup plan. They aren't working a job and starting to run their entrepreneurial business on the side. They've put all of their life savings into it. They're so passionate about themselves, their potential, and their business that they are all in and therefore want the sharks or the dragons to invest in them as well because these investors invest in the person, not necessarily the business. So if you get a chance to, Lori Kennedy's interview, we talk a lot about this sort of no plan B approach and how pivotal it is to your success as an ND entrepreneur. And you can actually go and listen to that podcast on my website, maximizedbusiness.ca forward slash five, the number five, and listen to it there. Because yes, starting a practice does take some capital to start. Of course it does. And I'm not trying to um, undermine that by any means. But if you're going to go for it and make it happen, 
you have to have no other option. And the capital that you raise to start your practice will be paid back in no time, depending on how hard you're willing to work. So on average, you're looking at about a $10,000 to $15,000 capital to start the business. And the easiest way to kind of get this would be a business line of credit. Now, you do have to have a fairly good credit score. So if you don't, you could always have a parent do a secured line of credit where they will put the money aside in a separate bank account so the bank always has that money in case you ever default on a payment for whatever reason. And it does keep your interest rates lower than if you were to do a unsecured business line of credit. But regardless, it's kind of nice to have a line of credit in your back pocket if and when you do make any big investments in your business later on down the road. And I can't tell you how many times I've zeroed out my line of credit and then racked it back up again because I wanted to write a book or I wanted to get a microscope for my live blood analysis in office or because I wanted to start a podcast. So the key is, is always making sure that every time you spend money that you recognize that it's an investment and make that investment work for you. So if you put that money to work right away, meaning you're taking action right away, as I'm always saying, then it's not going to be something you have to be worried about and it doesn't necessarily mean you have to get another job to fund it. So please, 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 if you're listening to this podcast, and you're thinking about getting a second or a third job to make your practice work, don't. If you're already working part-time as a health food store clerk or a server at a restaurant, consider quitting. Because so long as you have some steady income coming in, you will never have the fear of that no plan B approach motivating you and driving you towards making your practice a success. But there's also something else that's really magical that happens when you do this, when you take that sort of no plan B approach, and that is you start betting really big on yourself, and you start believing more in your potential, you start pushing yourself to be better, and then suddenly you couldn't imagine that entrepreneurship wouldn't be what you were doing, and the idea of working for someone else's business under somebody else's hours, under somebody else's rules, becomes probably the most repulsive thing you could ever think about doing because now you're grabbing life by the balls and you are seizing every opportunity and you're doing it without a safety net because now you're practicing all in. And Ashley is 100% right that there are no guarantees when it comes to this business. And Tony Robbins has a great explanation about the six human needs. And the first one on the list is certainty. Certainty being the assurance that you can avoid pain and gain pleasure. And he goes on to say that certainty isn't a feeling, it's a habit. And that you need to start focusing on what you can can control and what you want to make happen. So tell me this, when a patient walks into your office, do you ever tell them with absolute 100% certainty that you can cure them of their ailments? No. No because that would be completely unjustified and quite frankly, 
a complete false advertisement of your abilities. Instead, you ask them to trust you that you will make them better and little by little get little by little get them closer and closer to long-term success. I mean, it it's actually quite hypocritical that you would want your patients to buy into this idea of uncertainty, but not yourself and your capabilities as a business owner or as an entrepreneur. So there's another comment from Tony that I also love that I thought I would share with you. And the quote here is, just when it seems impossible, when it seems like nothing is going to work, you're usually just a few millimeters away from making it happen. So what if your guaranteed success in this industry is only a small adjustment away? Just one small action step, just one phone call with a business coach, just one coffee with an ND that you admire. And the more you walk, talk, and carry yourself like a shining success, the more success you will see. So again, If it's society or boyfriends or girlfriends or spouses or family members that are bringing on these feelings of guilt, you have to put your earplugs in and keep going. You're feeling like you're not a good partner. You're feeling like you're not being a good enough parent. If you taking away time from the business is leaving you feeling guilty that you're not working hard enough. There is no such thing as work-life balance, but what there is is focus, drive, and determination as well as boundary setting. So what I mean by that is when I'm focused on work, I am focused. Even if it means I have my laptop in my bed as I'm watching you know, Suits or Game of Thrones with my husband, I will multitask because I want to get the business stuff done. If I'm out with my family, then I'm 100% focused on them and I'm engaged in the family memories that we're making and the laughs and all those wonderful things. And when I'm tired, I sleep. So I promised myself right after I graduated CCNM and wrote that incredibly scary board exam that I still think I have nightmares from every once in a while, that I would never sacrifice sleep again in order to achieve my goals. And rarely is there a night where I won't get eight to nine hours of sleep. And you know what that does is that allows me to hit that beast mode when I am working and during the day to make shit happen. And that's really what's been helping me stay focused, keep my head clear, keep my energy levels up. So when it comes to, you know, that best time spent, learning this modality or doing this social media campaign, there is no right answer as to how you can best spend your time. What I always recommend to do is know what your ideal patients want you to do for them and don't do anything else. So if your ideal patients hate acupuncture but love botanicals, don't take a course on acupuncture for certain conditions because you're not going to be using it in practice and it's not going to pay off the investment of time that you're using. If they want more support on PMS treatment and you invest in expensive, uh, an expensive convention on cancer therapy, well, that is a personal want but not a business need. And those two things have to be in alignment if you want to see continuous growth and provide your patients with the best quality care possible. But let's also face facts here, people. Not everyone is the entrepreneurial type. And as Mark Cuban says, there's the entrepreneur and the wantrepreneur. 
The entrepreneur world is not for everyone. The financial, the relationship stressors happen and they happen often. The strategizing and the focus needed to run and start and create and do all these things is insane sometimes. The concept of a successful, thriving, fully booked practice is a wonderful aspiration. But for many, it continues to remain a wonderful idea without taking any action towards pursuing it. A true entrepreneur is always taking action on a leap of faith. They do what they say they're going to do. They are willing to sacrifice time doing the fun stuff on the weekend and having money in the bank initially to get their projects done so they can get their business growing. Whereas a entrepreneur talks a big talk, but they never accomplish what they say they want to do. And for these people, investing time and money is a major struggle. So they don't want to deal with any risks or they're always worried about what could potentially happen. And it's that worry and fear that's always going to control them. To an entrepreneur, this type of action taking is second nature and we actually mark our successes by the accomplishments and the profits that we generate and that's what keeps us going. So the final statement that I want to make on this podcast is that There's a lot of fear in Ashley's question and it's kind of coming back to that good old green elephant in the room and that's money. The lack of guarantee, the need to have the second regular job, the fear of wasting time due to lack of profits. I mean, I'm not going to beat around the bush here. As I've already mentioned, you need to have some capital to start your practice. You need to spend money in order to make money as they say. But if your mindset is completely focused on the money or the fear is completely driven by spending that money, then you're never going to achieve that success that you're working so hard to achieve. If you're focused on having that multi-million dollar clinic one day and you're focused on striking it rich with every single patient, then I suggest you give your head a shake or get out now while you can. If you talk to any successful practice owner, they will tell you that their main focus is to bring the best quality care to their patients, and the profits that ensue are just icing on the cake. They will continue to reinvest their money into their clinic, to expand, to make a new IV suite, to create a therapeutic space for their patients, to offer new services and techniques, and they won't even blink an eye about it. They will take a nail from one hole and put it into another. And usually the most successful people typically have the least amount of money in their bank accounts, especially for the first five to ten years, depending on how they are growing and structuring their practice. Because their motivation is their clinic community and not the bottom line. So do not get so focused on the bank account, which I know for some of you is a tremendous stressor. But you can't let that cloud your vision for clinical and therapeutic success. Instead, make the goal about living the dream and feeling rich and fulfilled in all aspects of your life. So if you've been listening to this entire podcast and you're starting to feel more inspired about taking a new course or to turn that extra millimeter to the left or to the right, to take that no plan B approach but you want a little extra guidance, do not hesitate to contact me on the website and or book in that 30-minute strategy call that I offer to everyone absolutely free. I'm not going to be pitching you anything. It's just to get you feeling a little bit more centered with regards to what you want to achieve in your practice. 
I also want to let all new grads or anyone who's struggling to make their practice work for them that I'm currently about to launch my step-by-step Maximize Your Clinic online course that will help you create a strong foundation and take away a lot of the worries and the stressors of what to do next and what to do when. So if that course sounds perfect for you, I strongly encourage that you sign up to my Sexy Maximizers Facebook group by going to the website. There's a pop-up that will show up after you've been on the website for a couple of minutes and that will allow you to sign up there. But you can also go to the Maxim Movement Facebook page and click on the Lead Pages tab there. Now, If you've been listening to the show after August, most likely the course has already been launched, but we will be doing multiple launches throughout the year. So as soon as you're on my newsletter list, if you're not already, then you'll get notifications for when that course door opens up again so you can take advantage of the amazing information that I've compiled for you. And it's not just information. I've also put together almost 20 different worksheets and templates to help you with the brainstorming and the creation part of creating your business. So Ashley, I hope that this answers part one of your question. I know you sent me a number of different ones that I will gladly answer on a different show. But ultimately, guys, don't let the negative stuff creep in. It is scary. I am scared to death all the time by putting myself out there and trying something new. But that's why I'm here. That's why I'm starting to let NDs know that it's okay that we don't know how to run a business. And it's okay that you feel alone. I'm here and I'm really hoping that we can create a community of like-minded NDs that are willing to support each other and keep each other motivated. So please take advantage of the 30-minute strategy call. Definitely sign up to the Sexy Maximizers Facebook group where I can help you a little bit more one-on-one instead of um, through the podcast show. And if you have questions yourself that are starting to come up by listening to some of my shows, send them my way as well because I love answering those questions. All right, guys, I know that you're going to start taking action in some way, shape, or form. And always remember that you're just a millimeter away from that success that you want. I'm Andrea Maxim with the Profitable Practice Podcast, and I'm out. You guys are killer. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Profitable Practice Podcast. Leave me a comment, and if you haven't already, I would love a review in iTunes. Definitely subscribe to this podcast and leave me a quick review. For those ready to maximize your practice, contact me at www.maximizedbusiness.ca.